0: If you like what you hear on this episode, you're going to want to come check out my new podcast called the unfuck your brain podcast. What you're listening to right now, the lawyer stress solution has ceased production of new episodes, but unfuck your brain is rocking and rolling. Every week I release a new episode of the unfuck your brain podcast, teaching you the same great tools for taming your brain, but with even more applications to other areas of your life. You can search for it by name, Remember, there's an asterisk instead of the U in unfuck, because we like to be polite, or just click the link to it in the podcast description for this show. I'll see you over there. You're listening to The Lawyer Stress Solution, the only podcast that teaches you cognitive science-based techniques specifically created for lawyers. Learn how to manage your lawyer brain and conquer the stress, anxiety, and overwhelm of lawyer life. Here's your host, former lawyer and certified master coach, Cara Lowenthal. Hello, my lawyer and non-lawyer friends. I've been hearing from more and more people who aren't lawyers and who listen to the podcast anyway and who say, like, I don't know why, but what you're teaching just really resonates even though I'm not a lawyer, It's not surprising, right? We all know that lawyers are taught to think in a very particular way, but we're not the only people who suffer from perfectionism or who will get kind of aggressive or defensive, right, or who struggle with procrastination. So it totally makes sense that, you know, those of you listening who aren't lawyers, a lot of this seems relevant to how your brain works. And I don't want you to feel left out. (laughs) So... Hence, lawyers and non-lawyers, and anyone of any profession. All right. I'm a little punchy, guys. Sorry. It's pretty late at night. It's been quite a day. So this week is the Jewish High Holidays, which is partly why I'm recording a podcast (laughs) at 1130 at night, because I'm taking off two days this week for the holidays to spend time with my family. And that really gave rise to today's podcast podcast this seems like a perfect time to talk about one of the emotions that my clients struggle with the most, and that is guilt. And guilt really isn't limited to one area of life. You know, my clients experience guilt about their professional performance, their work hours, their family obligations, their parenting, their friendships, like their relationship with themselves, how they exercise or don't, or they, how they eat or they don't. And I really think guilt is one of the most pervasive emotions for modern women. Like there's no failing, however small, no perceived imperfection, however slight, that we cannot turn into a reason to feel guilty. So today we're going to talk about guilt, what creates guilt, what to do about it, and we're going to talk a little bit about what you might want to feel instead. I've been thinking a lot about guilt lately because I'm working on this new program and it's called... (laughs) Unfuck your brain, because of course it is. And it's a kind of comprehensive program that's designed to teach high achieving women why they have such trouble walking their talk. Like, you believe women should advocate for themselves the way men do, but you're still afraid to ask to argue the motion. Or you believe you shouldn't need male approval to feel good about yourself, but you still secretly care way too much what someone you met on Tinder two weeks ago thinks about you. Or you know you're supposed to love your body but secretly you think you're too fat and you are afraid to get naked with the lights on, right? Those kinds of gaps. And so one of the topics I'm working on covering in the group is guilt and how it impacts our relationships because so many of my clients feel guilty almost all the time. And it has such a negative impact on their friendships, their romantic relationships, their family relationships, their professional relationships, and really even their relationship with themselves. So it's really been on my mind, and given the evolution that I've gone through in terms of dealing with my personal guilt and sense of family obligations and dealing with the holidays, I thought it'd be the perfect thing to talk about. So, and I'll share a little bit of how I've worked through this too. So let's start with definitions. What is guilt? It's an emotion, first of all, right? So that means it's a physical sensation caused by our thoughts, just like any emotion, And I define it as the feeling that is caused by believing that you are morally responsible for having done something wrong. So it's not just the belief that you did something wrong. It's the very specific belief that you're morally wrong for having done it. So for instance, jaywalking is illegal in some places. Most of us jaywalk anyway. We probably know it's illegal. Almost nobody feels guilty about it. Or in a more extreme example, right, there are some laws that people break believing that they are morally justified in breaking them, that the law is unjust, and they don't feel guilty about that, right? So it's not doing something that's sort of objectively, quote unquote, wrong in the sense of like, it's illegal or you've agreed not to do it. But it's about wrong in the moral sense, right? Guilt is inextricably connected to our moral evaluation of ourselves, We feel guilt when we believe we have transgressed. And so it's like no wonder that I'm obsessed with this topic because one of the most important things I teach my clients is your thoughts do not have moral value. It is impossible to coach yourself and do thought work when you are judging the shit out of yourself for your thoughts, right? So kind of learning to believe that your thoughts are just sentences in your mind That kind of come and go for a million different reasons and that don't mean anything about you is so important to all of the work I do. So I'm super interested in the ways that we judge ourselves, right? The ways we evaluate ourselves morally for all sorts of things. Now, why do we feel guilty so much? You know, some evolutionary psychologists believe that we are particularly susceptible to feeling guilt because it forms and fosters social bonds, So if you listen to the rejection podcast, on that podcast, we talked a lot about how rejection is so difficult because humans evolved to care a lot about what other humans think because it literally was a matter of life or death, right? If you need other humans to cooperate so the tribe can stay alive, you're going to really care if they like you and want to share the kill, right, in a very simplified form. So guilt is similar, Guilt is part of what motivates people to cooperate and to keep their promises and to act in ways that further common in interests. The problem is that guilt is really metastasized and it's combined with gender based socialization to become a lot of women's dominant emotion, right? So like, yeah, it may be true that guilt is, has some social cohesion benefits, but it's not a coincidence that we see that women feel guilty all the time about everything and that most Obviously, this is a generalization, but that men often don't feel that same way. They don't feel responsible for everybody else's feelings all the time. They don't feel as guilty all the time, right? So it's not just evolutionary psychology. There's something going on with the way that we're socialized. So there's already there's socialization. There's maybe some evolutionary psychology. And then there's lawyers, right? There's lawyer brain. There's law school. There's lawyer practice. Because lawyers possess certain mental traits and habits that really contribute to guilt like perfectionism, like black and white thinking, like the tendency to moralize and the tendency to think in terms of what's justifiable versus not justifiable. Guilt and perfectionism especially are like a two-step toxic combo or dance, like a toxic two-step dance. Because first you have perfectionistic unrealistic standards. So you make those up because you're a perfectionist. I should work every day of the week. I should work more than anyone else does. I should always make my partner happy. I should go to the gym seven days a week, whatever they are. Then you imbue them with moral status, even though you just made them up. <laughs> right? Like Those standards didn't exist before you made them up. Nobody decided you needed to go to the gym seven days a week. You decided that. But the minute that you decided if you have a perfectionistic mindset, it becomes a moral issue whether you do it or not, right? Now, you don't think it's moral because if I said to you, do you think it's morally relevant if you go to the gym, you would say no. But if I said, do you feel guilty when you don't go to the gym, you would say yes. If I said, do you worry that you're lazy when you don't go to the gym, you would say yes. If I said, do you think that maybe it means there's something bad about you as a person or something disappointing about you if you don't go to the gym? and you would say yes. Right? So you set unrealistic standards, you subconsciously give them moral status, even though they're totally arbitrary, and you just made them up. And then you feel guilty for not meeting them. And you can never meet them because they're unrealistic. And this can be so pervasive, I swear to you guys, when I was first starting to do this work, and sort of before I started to do it, I used to, like, exist in kind of a miasma of shame and guilt. Like, I didn't even know it was there. It was like being in a cartoon where a character is walking around with, like, the black cloud over their head, but they don't know that it's not raining everywhere else. Like, I just thought it was normal. I used to feel guilty if I told myself I was going to go to the post office that day, and then I didn't do it. That's insane. Right? Nobody cares if I went to the post office. (laughs) I don't care, right? I mean, I did care, but like it didn't matter. It didn't make a difference if I went to the post office. No one else would care, but I would literally feel guilty if I didn't go to the post office just because I had said I would. I said I would do it and then I didn't and then I would feel guilty. Now, of course, I had a thought that was making me feel guilty and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm just using this example to show you that I'm sure this is true for some of you guys that you will feel guilty about anything right, no matter how kind of irrelevant or small it is. And then there's the things that a lot of us feel guilty about that don't feel small. So for instance, I just – tonight I had my lawyer's group, which is so fun. I love coaching in a group and having people meet and bond and hear that they're not alone. Like it's one of my favorite parts of coaching. And so today we were talking about how she felt guilty that she didn't work over the weekend. She actually took the whole weekend off. And she felt really guilty about that, even though the entire point of a weekend existing is that you don't work on it, <laughs> right? That's the whole reason we have weekends, is so there is a time you go to work and a time you don't work. But she felt guilty that she wasn't working. And when you're a lawyer, there's almost always work you could be doing, right? It's not like leaving a factory where if you're not physically there, you can't run the machine, right? Right? When you're a lawyer, you could always be working, and the spread of remote working and modern technology makes it seem even more like we should be constantly working. So you adopt that perfectionistic, impossible belief that you should always be working. Basically, you switch out could for should without even noticing it, right? You could always be working, theoretically, as in if you're awake, it's conceptually possible you could be working, and it turns into you should always be working, And then when you don't work, you feel guilty and you feel like you've done something morally wrong. So like my client tonight, when she didn't work and she felt guilty, why? Because she had a thought about it, right? She thought not working on the weekend meant she was lazy. And that's a word that has a lot of moral weight to it, right? Like I have a cat and if I say he's lazy, that's cute. But a human who is lazy is kind of morally repugnant in our society, so that's the thought that created the feeling of guilt for her, the thought I'm lazy because I'm not working this weekend. So one area of guilt comes from us setting unrealistic standards for ourselves and then not meeting them and then believing that that impacts our moral status. And then in the other place I see guilt coming up all the time is around family and friend obligations, right? Our social relationships. So one area is kind of Unrealistic standards for ourselves in terms of our own performance, like at work, at in our eating, in our exercise, and whatever else. And then one is around our kind of social interactions and obligations. And so many of us make our decisions about when and how to interact with our friends and our family because of the guilt we feel. And the source of that guilt is how we think about other people's expectations. So remember how I said guilt may have evolved because it kept a community close-knit, And it made sure that people acted in ways that benefited the whole. So, okay, that's when we were back when we were a tribe, right? But the way that translates into our daily life is that we spend an enormous amount of time and energy worrying about what other people want us to do and feeling guilty if we don't do it. And again, that's not just evolutionary psychology, like maybe a little bit. It's also a lot of gender socialization, right? Women way more than men are socialized to believe that it's their job to keep other people happy right? And that part of being a woman, especially part of being a mother, is putting other people's needs ahead of yours. So we end up spending all this time and energy worrying about what other people want us to do and feeling guilty if we don't do it, which I think is totally fascinating because let's take an example. Let's say your mother wants you to come home for the holidays. So she wants you to go home. You don't want to go home. Now, objectively, we have one person who votes yes and one person who votes no. There's no reason that one of those votes is obviously worth more than the other. And in fact, if anybody's vote is worth more, it should be yours because you're the person who's supposed to do the thing, (laughs) right? Yet most of us would go home in that instance because our fear of feeling guilty if we don't go overshadows whatever negative feelings or results we expect we'll experience. And because we have a belief that if we didn't, it would be selfish, right? Or it would be wrong. So like, really let that sink in. You want to do one thing. Someone else wants you to do a different thing. If anything, you should have more claim on how you spend your own time and energy. But most of us, especially women, will feel guilty if we don't do what the other person wants. So that's what we do. Now in this scenario, one person is still going to end up unhappy either way. If you don't go home for the holidays, your mom will be unhappy. But if you do go home for the holidays, you will be unhappy. Right? And let's set aside the truth that you can manage your thoughts so that you don't feel unhappy when you go home. Obviously, I teach that you can create the feelings you want. And you can, but it might be a lot of work. And maybe you don't feel like doing that work. Right? Why do we assume that the other person's preferences are more important than our preferences? And the reason, as always, is our thoughts. Our thoughts produce the emotion of guilt. Thoughts like, it's my job to make my mom happy. Sam worked more than me this week. If I were a good person, I'd want to make him happy. It's selfish to just do what I want. I should want to spend time with my family. Who am I to think I'm more important than anyone else? All of these thoughts produce guilt. But here's what's so funny about guilt. It doesn't really solve the problem. Like, think about it. If the problem is, let's say, you're not doing work on the weekend, feeling guilty doesn't really make you work. It makes you sit down at your computer still not wanting to work and then check Facebook a bunch while pretending to work. So then your result is you don't really get that much done and you kind of ruined your time off and you don't do anything restorative and you don't actually relax. So that guilt, all that you've gained is you've sort of allowed yourself to feel a little bit better about yourself because you tried to work. But in the end, you're still going to make yourself feel guilty by thinking about how you didn't get enough done. Right? So, trying to like white knuckle and act out of the guilt doesn't actually ever solve your problem. Or if the problem is that your mom wants you to come home for the holidays and you think not wanting to go makes you a bad person, forcing yourself to go doesn't actually change your thought. Right? You still didn't want to go, you still have that same thought. And the irony is that we create guilt for ourselves by telling ourselves that we have to act a certain way to maintain relationships. So you're like, well, my mom wants me to go home, and it's really important for her that we all connect as a family, so I'm going to go. But I'm going because I feel guilty, so then I feel resentful and obligated, and that's the opposite of connection. So we tell ourselves I have to act a certain way to maintain this relationship. But in fact, when you're operating from guilt, you're not really improving or maintaining a relationship. You're actually undermining it because you're not connecting to the person. The way to deal with guilt is not just to force yourself through it, right, just to do or just to do whatever the thing is so you won't feel guilty. It's to change your thoughts. Because here's the truth. No one else can make you do anything. Guilt is just a feeling. You always have the freedom to choose to act. If you're going to go home for the holidays, don't do it out of guilt. Because when you do it out of guilt, you're going to resent it. And you tell yourself that you've been forced to do it by guilt, and then you're acting from a resentful and exhausted place. So don't tell yourself the lie that you have to and then resent your family for it. You don't have to. You're choosing to go because you don't want to feel the guilt. You always have a choice. There are actually very few things in the world that someone can make you do if you don't want to. So if you're going to go home for the holidays, choose to go home. Give that to your family as a gift. Don't go just so that you won't feel guilty and tell yourself the whole time that your feelings are out of control, out of your control, right? Recognize that you always have a choice and you are making a choice. People get estranged from their families all the time. People quit their jobs. People abandon their kids. People break the law. People do a ton of things, (laughs) right, that are way more extreme than whatever you're contemplating, And sometimes there's consequences, but it's pretty hard to actually prevent them from doing those things, right? You always actually do have a choice. You have a choice about whether or not to go to work every day. You have a choice about whether to quit your job. You have a choice about whether to work on the weekend. You have a choice about whether to go home for the holidays. You have a choice about whether to prioritize someone else's desires over yours. You always have a choice. You are always choosing to act. This was huge for me. I used to feel a lot of obligation and resentment about a lot of family activities, especially around the holidays, which I used to find stressful. And it completely blew my mind and changed my world to realize that I was constantly telling myself, well, I have to go. And that was just bullshit. That wasn't true. I didn't have to go. I was choosing to go because I didn't want to deal with how I would feel if I didn't go and what someone else's reaction might be. And that's fine. It's totally fine to choose to go rather than deal with those things. But it is all the difference in the world to tell yourself that you are making a choice rather than to tell yourself that you have to do something and you don't have any power. Right, That's the difference between being a victim and being an actor in your own mind. It seems like a small thing, but it is everything. It truly is. It's everything to see that you have a choice and you are making a choice. For whatever reason, there's nothing that humans hate more than feeling powerless. But we all create so much powerlessness for ourselves by telling ourselves that we have to do these things. And then we feel guilty and then we feel resentful. The truth is you have a choice about all of it. And one of the things I'm going to be teaching in Unfuck Your Brain is how to operate from generosity instead of guilt, right? Generosity for yourself and generosity for others. It's so powerful to make that shift, to be able to set boundaries and feel great about them, and to also be able to really give your energy and time and labor when you want to and to feel great about that gift also, right? So that's more than I can really teach on the podcast. but. The first step is always recognizing that you always have a choice. You can't shift anything while you're believing that you can't control your feelings. And you can't feel connection when you're operating from guilt and resentment. You can't connect to yourself and you can't connect to other people. Now, if this shift from guilt to generosity is something that sounds interesting to you, you should get on the sneak peek list for Unfuck Your Brain because I'm going to open it up to my email list before the public So now is the time. That's going to be in the next few weeks. Super easy. You can just sign up by going to www.thelawyerstresssolution.com forward slash unfuck, spelled the way you think, U-N-F-U-C-K. So you can sign up there and you will get info about the course before the public does. In the meantime, keep an eye on your brains, right? Notice when you're feeling guilt. Ask yourself why you're feeling guilty. What are you putting moral weight on that doesn't have to be a moral issue, right? And where can you reclaim power and choice for yourself? I'll talk to you all next week. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast, you have got to come check out The Clutch. The Clutch is my feminist coaching community for all things Unfuck Your Brain. It's where you can get individual help applying all these concepts I teach to your own life and learning how to do thought work to blow your own mind. It's where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will change your life even more. It's where you can hang out and connect over all things thought work with other podcast chickens just like you and me. It's my favorite place on earth and it will change everything. I guarantee it. Come join us at www.unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash The Clutch. Or you can just text your email address to 347-934-8861. If you text your email address to that number, we'll text you right back with a link to check out everything you need to know about The Clutch. 347-934-8861. Or again, just go online to www.unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash The Clutch. I cannot wait to see you there.